sides of the story Two sides of the story Two sides of the story With Tom and Sean Welcome to Two Sides of the Story. That's Tom Sides. And that's Sean Sides. How you doing today, Thomas? I'm doing all right, man. I'm a nice laid back week. I'm well rested. I'm ready to go. Nice. Yeah, me too. Feeling good overall. It's going to be a good day. What can I say? Great day for podcasting. Precisely, sir. So I've been noticing something in a lot of our conversations. Um, You missed a lot of fucking movies that I saw that uh you just never seem to get on board with i don't know what to say but it keeps coming up and you're like dude i was fucking born like five six years after you what the fuck how am i supposed to have seen that movie i was a child i was a fucking child john and another benefit that you have that like i didn't have like you have an older brother and an older sister that could have showed you shit exactly influences that like stretched into the genres that i missed being too young but i shouldn't have probably watched when i did watch because of having older siblings (laughs) exactly so like you gotta understand like it was like movies like my dad liked and then like i like like i saw all the james bonds when i was like a kid because he liked those movies but i'm sure and like all like the clutch like 80s comedies and stuff like that but it was but if it wasn't for my dad enjoying them there's like a whole chunk of movies like I did not see and I had to like stumble upon myself. Yeah, which is totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the fun part about like, you know, us talking, being nerd boys, nerd, nerd guys. I don't know how we want to put that, but uh, (laughs) hashtag nerd. (laughs) There's a lot of shit. Yeah. There's a (laughs) lot of shit that I can share with you that you may not have seen. And I think that you should know. And so that's what I'm going to do here. I'm going to steal this podcast and I'm going to ask you what 80s bleeding into the early 90s action movies has Thomas missed out on or has Thomas seen and what did he think of them? Okay. So I'm let's fucking it. rapid fire this shit out to an extent. Okay. I'm just going to start easy because like this is pretty basic shit I'm about to ask you about. You're going to be like, hopefully, yeah, of course, I've seen it, Sean. Lethal Weapon. You oh, ever seen that? Of course. That's okay, like, three. Uh, I've seen. Isn't there four of them? Yeah, there's. Sorry, there's four. One was way later. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I did, and it's it's funny you bring this up because we just lost Richard Donner, right? Like this year. Yeah. And he directed the first what, like the first three, or did he? How many did he direct? Do you know off the top? I honestly don't know. Well, anyway, I know that he was in charge of Lethal Weapon, and my dad fucking loved those movies. He viewed it as like a Christmas movie, even though like it starts with like. Yeah, a suicide and all that. Like it's just this whole. <laughs> My dad was the same. Yeah, Lethal Weapon's I... awesome, and, and Mel Gibson is fucking hard in those movies. Oh fuck, is he ever? He's a lunatic. Like goddamn, he's man. a lunatic. And how we didn't know he was gonna become like a lunatic later after having watched that. Like if you go back now, knowing like the path that Mel Gibson took, like a couple of his freakouts and spaz oh. attacks and shit. Like goddamn go Lakers it. tickets. Yeah. <laughs> You go back and look and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see it coming then, but yeah, hindsight's 2020 on that one. Okay, yeah. next, another very vanilla one, Die Hard. Have you, obviously, you've seen the three Die Hard or I've four now, all, too? I've seen all five Die Hards. Well, five is there, okay. I don't know <laughs> if I've seen five, so. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, I have to ask these questions. Uh, not only have I seen <laughs> Die Hard, I also bought myself. They made like a a children's story version for like Christmas. Of yeah, Die yeah. Hard, and I own that too. Like I, awesome. I love Die Hard. Like there's a movie like my dad and I would quote together, like together, like whenever like like we're doing something like we're obligated to do because someone else is like, oh yeah, come to the coast, have a few laughs, like that, like like all those movies of like the sarcasm of Bruce Willis is just unbelievable in those movies or like, especially in like the fourth one. Like, did you see that? See it. I fucking did it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, definitely fucking classic. Okay. I'll get, I'll keep going with the super easy ones. Bloodsport. You seen Bloodsport? No, no, but it's funny you bring up Bloodsport because like I heard you mention it before and like I was like debating watching it just to appease you f- for a moment like yeah, this. Yeah. And um and I haven't yet uh just because sometimes things are more important than watching Bloodsport or <laughs> seeing a Jean-Claude Van Damme film. Like I'm not even sure how many Jean-Claude Van Damme films I've actually seen. I think I can genuinely say two. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot that you missed then with him, because I was also going to ask about Kickboxer, which I'm just going to chalk it up to you haven't seen it. No. Okay, it's basically Bloodsport. Most of the same actors, most of the same ideas, but it's a a different movie. So isn't that weird when that kind of happens? Like you ever see like there's a James Bond film Thunderball and then there's the other James Bond film Never Say Never Again. And they're identical movies. (laughs) <laughs> like the I like exact it when that happens. if you find a good recipe you know what i mean like repeat that shit sometimes i guess yeah i guess one other jean-claude van damme have you seen well two more hard target universal soldier you seen any of those i haven't seen hard target i think i've seen universal soldier um is that the one that also has bill goldberg in it like the wrestler honestly i'm not sure if like he's in the first one i thought he was in one of the later incarnations of that but i i'm not 100 percent on that one then there is a good chance i saw a version of universal soldier not necessarily universal soldier well I, if i if you have the opportunity i would recommend catching the original because it was a really cool concept like uh, soldiers getting killed in vietnam and their families mourning their losses and then the government freezing their bodies and taking them and turning them into these like robotic animals that don't remember who they are until they start remembering who they are it's a pretty damn cool like idea i don't know how well the movie will hold up today because i haven't watched it in many many years but i loved the concept behind it when i was younger just kind of eerie right like yeah you're serving your country, you die for your country, your country freezes you and brings you back because they ain't done having you serve them. That old classic tale. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next up, Cobra. Sylvester Stallone, you ever seen that one? No, I've never seen Cobra. Really? No, and I'm I'm a big Stallone guy, but like, no, I haven't seen Cobra. It's like fucking badass, man. I still wear like my sunglass of choice is aviators. And every time I slide them bad boys on my face, I am the Cobra. No, maybe not to that. Extent, well, like I've but... seen like a month, like I've seen Judge Dredd. I've seen. Um, Whoa, that sucks. Uh, okay, continue. Over the top, all the Rockies. Um, I've even seen uh, Demolition Man. Like, like I've yeah. seen like 
a good chunk of Stallone movies, the Rambo movies, like a good chunk of them. But yeah, no, I haven't seen Cobra. Well, you got to watch Cobra, sir, because it's fucking awesome. And it, I, th- I feel like it'll still hold up just fine. Like you'll watch it and be like, and there's a puppy in it, if I recall. You can't go wrong with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, that one I saw. Okay, um, good one. I don't think we've gotten like a cool version of Conan the Barbarian yet. Like it, because like, no. like that was before Arnold Schwarzenegger started talking for himself. So it's dubbed, right? So you get that weird, like even to watch it today, you just be like, okay, we get it. Arnie didn't know English yet, but like, like, so like <laughs> that, that kind of bothered me. And then we had like the remake with Jason Momoa, which I had like high hopes for. And oh man, that could have been so good. Yeah. So yeah, I've seen it. Uh, not not the biggest fan, although I do like the joke in the Weird Al movie UHF where they have Conan the librarian, and uh, <laughs> he brings him an overdue book and then slices a dude in half. Like I think that's hilarious. Definitely good. It was just one of those ones. Like Conan was a pretty big like comic character, and it was a yeah. cool like it was a rough a lot of the rough early incarnations of like the comic book characters. Yeah. They still should be watched. That's the only reason I brought that one up. I'm not saying it's like a fucking fantastic movie by any means, but yeah. okay. I feel like your daddy might have made you watch the next one because it's a good one and it's a super dad 80s movie that they made us watch. The Deadpool. No. Clint Eastwood? No, sir. I have not seen this. Re- really? That's like a huge classic one. Um, Shut Up Punk. You know, there's a couple lines from that movie that were just the standout lines for Clint Eastwood of the 80s badass movies. Is this like, like, that's not like the Dirty Harry series, no? It's, it is. It is? I believe it was the first. You know what? I don't think I've seen it. I like, like, if it, like, I think I've seen, is, is there one just called Dirty Harry? Uh, I don't know, to be honest. I know the Deadpool is featuring Dirty Harry. I don't know if there's a Dirty Harry movie, if or if it's I'll just to, the I'll Deadpool. I'll look this up. I'm going to look this up right now just so I can, uh, like, have this conversation with you. Go ahead, punk. Make my day. That's the other one. Go yeah. ahead, punk. Make my day. And he's got, like, the huge fucking long barrel gun. Sick-ass movie. My dad, like, owned that on VHS, and I loved it just as much as he did. Yeah. Okay, so so here they are. So the first one is Dirty Harry. Deadpool's literally oh, the okay. last one. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So there's I'm sure Dirty I've Harry. Seen the others too. Yeah, so I've seen Dirty Harry, and then there's Magnum Force, okay. The Enforcer, Sudden Impact, and the Deadpool. Okay, gotcha. I, I'm sure I've seen them all. Yeah, but the Deadpool was a, a sick ass one, and he's like. I don't know. Just Clint Eastwood. You can't okay. go wrong with him as a cop in the 80s. Okay. That was well, fucking for, awesome. For the record, I have seen, like, I saw the original. I saw Dirty Harry. Okay. So you're on you're on the right path. You know who yeah. I'm talking about, at least. Yeah. It's fair. Okay. Next up. This is a big one for me. And it, it's not so much just the movie. It carried on to become several movies and a TV show. And it has to do with our Scottish heritage to an extent. Highlander? The, the Highlander, yeah. <laughs> I've seen the first one. Okay. One of my favorite bits of that movie is the fact that Sean Connery plays a Spaniard 
but doesn't lose his Scottish accent, and then like judges the Scottish the Scotsman going, "Oh, tell me more about your Scottish heritage," because I'm as a Spaniard, I don't understand this stuff. And you're just like, <laughs> "What the fuck? Like, how is this acceptable?" <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty good uh, shtick for them. I like great Sean Connery movie. Great uh, job by Christopher Lambert. Yeah, and like it was like. And Sean Connery does that all the time. Like, have you seen Hunt for Red October? Where literally yeah, every sure actor is playing a Russian using a Russian accent, except for Sean Connery, who stays a Scotsman, even though he's the Russian general, and we're just supposed to accept it. That's the charisma of the Connery. <laughs> did you watch like this the sit or the show by any chance? No, I did not. Highlander? No. It's so good, man. It still holds up. I think yeah. I've talked about this on the podcast before, but the first like five episodes, you still feel that like kind of wonky eighties feel, but then it just like takes off from there. And it's some solid, solid watching. Like if you're into history, because mm-hmm. it shows like 400 years of him going back and forth and meeting these other immortals and blah, 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 blah. Anyways, fucking solid. Yeah. Next up. This is an easy one. I'm sure you've seen it. Predator. Yeah. Seen Predator. You ugly motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> we can't talk about predator without aliens you've seen aliens oh yeah i've seen aliens uh i will say that like because the first one's alien obviously right yeah yeah the second one's aliens aliens is a much better movie like i did like i, I like the whole like it's like the first first of all like the tag of like no one can hear you scream in space like fuck they did a cool job with that and then like having one being uh like release on a ship that was pretty neat as well like yeah but when you have to take on a herd like that's where that movie was more badass like anyone could be taken out and then sigourney weaver being a fucking badass like it on like great flicks and then i i can watch like most of them i know that some of them aren't like better than others i even enjoyed alien versus predator yeah it wasn't bad to be honest i i like like I said to you, I believe before alien, they were creepy, man. Like that's scary shit. Like if that's what was out there and you know, like I just like the, the concept behind it and the idea. Yeah. Like those are some badass. like that. Those are some badass looking aliens, especially for its time. Like didn't the first one come out in like 79. Yeah, I believe so. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Okay. Next up the last boy scout. The Last Boy Scout? Yeah, Bruce Willis, Damon Wayans, I believe. No, I've seen this actually appear on uh, Netflix, and I look at it, and then I can continue scrolling. Like, is that actually worth my time? It is worth your time. Yeah? I really like that movie. Like, I discovered it when I was a kid, and I was like, it's awesome. Like, it, it's just awesome. The way that it kind of, like, it ties in some football into it. Yeah. And it's... It's a solid movie, man. You're going to like that one. I'm excited for you to watch that one. That's okay. a good-ass movie. All right. I'm on board. I like Bruce Willis. It's like an action movie, and he's like, you know, it's almost like a um, McLean, but a little different, and it hmm. carries on into, like, a different movie where he's still kind of playing that role. Is he, like, a disgruntled cop? And David Wayans is like, what's that, sorry? Is he a disgruntled cop? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. You got to watch that movie. Next up, Easy Peasy, Terminator. Yeah. The original. Yeah, yeah. All okay. of them. 
Beverly Hills Cop trilogy. Yes. Um, fun fact about like the third one. Did you notice that George Lucas is in the third one? Mm, not off the top of my head, no. Yeah, fucking right. George Lucas is just at the amusement park in the third one, and it's just so it, like blinking you miss it. You're like, that's fucking George Lucas. Like he even has like a line in it, and I don't know if like Lucasfilm or anything had to do with the movie, but George Lucas is in the third one. That's awesome. Um, the third, I think, was my favorite. I always say that, but then I go back and watch all of them, and they're all just so good. The first one is unbelievable, especially the the guy at the at, at the artist studio uh, with the accent there. He's like, of course, don't be stupid. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was from uh, Perfect Strangers, the television show in the like late 80s. Do you remember that show? No, not at all. I can't remember his name was like quirky or something like that. And I like, I knew him from that show. So when I saw him and I was like, you know, the tie in as a kid, you're like, Hey, that's the actor from the other show. We always watch yeah. like again, having older siblings, they were into that show. So I got yeah. to watch it too. No, uh, but Beverly Hills Cop it was like one of Beverly Hills Cop. The OG was just, I, I, I watched that. It's like one of my favorite movies uh, to watch. Like I love like, the old Eddie Murphy movies before they made them old Disney, but like, like a Disney character, like, yeah, that I could really enjoy. I a hundred, hundred percent agree. They were fucking solid movies and they still hold up so well. I actually have on vinyl, the Beverly Hills cop soundtrack for the first movie. Great soundtrack. <laughs> also like, uh, what, oh, I can't remember which Wayans brother it is. Uh, I think it is Damon Wayans. And he's in the hotel and he has the fruit and he's just like doing the funny voice. It's just like, well, we have uh, pears, bananas, oranges. And he's doing that whole like, <laughs> like doing this, like no reason to be doing this voice, but he's doing it just for comedic value. And he's just like, here, you just take them. But here. <laughs> like, I, like it's a little thing, but it makes me laugh every single time. It's funny. Like I like to do the Eddie Murphy laugh from yeah. beverly hills cop and like his early on laugh but i can't do it unless i'm drunk okay that's fair you want to give it a it shot just once the, you want to give it a shot just for the heck of it i can't i tried i, I was start trying to like prep myself for it so i could do it for you but i got nothing right now i got no whiskey in my system i can't fucking do it that's fair one day i'll try and pull it out yeah Fine i got me. nothing okay carrying on robocop uh the first one only Okay, it's been a long time for me, but it's like one of those ones that it should be watched. You know what I mean? Yeah. Damn good movie, though, as well. Okay, What'd well, we're talking remake? about... What's that, sorry? The remake of RoboCop, like the one that came out like within 10 years ago or something like that. Right. Did you see it? That's all. No, I haven't seen that one. I didn't see it either. Huh. I wonder I, if we should give it a watch. Oh yeah, I just I, like there's certain like '80s remakes like it's either a hit and miss. Like the remake of Judge Dredd was fucking badass. Was it? I never watched it. Oh yeah, that's worth a, sh- a shot. Plus, Carl Urban's just amazing in everything he does. Yeah, he's a pretty good actor. I loved him as uh, McCoy, obviously. Yeah, of course. Okay, this one's a little bit later, but it still falls in line and it's going to lead us into who I want to talk about next. But have you seen Exit Wounds? Yes. Okay, that it's was badass, eh? Yeah. The late, great DMX and Mr. Yeah. Steven Seagal. Yeah, but this isn't an 80s movie. It's barely No, that's what I movie. said. I, I said it was a little bit later. Some okay. of them are like 
like I said, that like well, with the, the genre of the like cop '80s action movies, yeah. it bled into the '90s for and sure. This was like the beginning I, of seeing fat Steven Seagal doing his thing. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, one of my favorite scenes in movies is actually that scene where he goes to buy that I don't know what kind of car, but like let's call it an Aston Martin or a McLaren or whatever it is, and then like yeah. The guy's like, I got this. And then he's just being a dick to him the whole time. And yeah. then he just he gives the other guy cash. He goes, you do the paperwork and make sure he gets yeah. all the commission. Will you shut the motherfucking car off? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was sick. Great. It scene. was just smooth. DMX at his finest. Yeah. Rest and Anthony peace, Anderson is amazing. Peace. Yeah. It was a great movie. I love that movie. Well, let's carry on above above the law. You seen no. that one? No, it's a that. great like Steven Seagal whooping ass. I think he's fighting the Italian mobsters in that movie. Definitely worth a watch. Okay, I'll th- he's I'll just see. a badass. And next up, obviously, going with the Seagal theme here, Hard to Kill. You know what? I don't know if I've seen any of the like must watch Seagal films, to be honest with you. Really? Well, you need to get on that because there's some pretty fucking awesome ones. And he was like, up there with Stallone with Van Damme like Willis he was right in there Mel Gibson he was in there with all those guys and he didn't have any that like stuck other than Under Siege because he did two of those movies but Mm -hmm. most of his movies were one and dones which kind of made it fun too but still the same guy in every fucking movie obviously do you know that he was like a cop somewhere for like a little while like in Alabama or some shit like there was a whole I thought he was like a Texas Ranger or something like that. Like something like that. But like wherever he was, like there was a reality show where you had a real chance of getting pulled over for speeding by Steven Seagal. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that too. Plus He's all over the like, place. Plus him being like good buddies with Vladimir Putin, like, like his iffy. <laughs> and then like, have you seen any of those like recent, like Kung Fu demonstration videos where like, it's just the other guy just making him look good like he's yeah some of them are pretty silly i'll say this though like uh back in the old ufc days with anderson silva anderson silva spent some time training with steven seagal and steven seagal takes credit for teaching anderson silva the front kick that he used to knock out knock out vitor belfort i'm sure i've always always sure anderson silva knew how to throw a front kick yeah, but Steven Seagal kind of takes a little bit of credit for the style w- of front kick he used. I wonder if Anderson Silva has something else to say on that. He loves Steven Seagal. He was like, you know, looked up to him as a kid watching his '80s movies. Okay, so I think that he would never like disrespect him. I would love for like, yeah, you know, I'm the reason why Silva knows that front kick, and then like Anderson yeah. Silva being like, motherfucker, is like the easiest kick. <laughs> yeah I, I remember like joe rogan kind of talking about it and like being like <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> but distant memories of a uh, life long ago anyways yeah <laughs> but yeah check him out man like seagal was a badass like yeah. I, I i loved seagal when i was a kid you gotta look into him okay it's a big one i don't know if you've seen this or not it's a big one the crow you know what? No, I have tried to like start it. Like I had it like downloaded and ready to go, but I just I never sat down to watch it. And I know like there's a huge hype to it because that's uh, Bruce Lee's son, right? And he died during the making of it. 
Yeah. Brandon there's, there's a scene. There's a scene specifically, and we know exactly which scene that he gets killed in. Yeah. And it's like shown. Yeah. And interesting little side fact about that. I, I watched an interview with Quentin Tarantino recently, and he was talking about how Bruce Lee was extremely abusive towards stuntmen. Oh, yeah. Like he would. Did you want to listen to the Joe Rogan interview? Because I, I did. I, yeah. That's yeah. what I, I listened to it too, and he's just talking shit about Bruce Lee the whole time. But like, yeah, but like, I kind of like his approach of it of just like, listen, based on my research, I found this out. And like, yeah, I understand like his daughter not liking what I have to say because like I'm talking shit about her dad, and I get that. But everybody yeah. else, fuck off. Like, it's yeah, just, and I like, liked it too. Uh, and I'm okay with that. Like, I actually am okay with that with this. Like, Whereas like no one really knows except for the people that were around. And then you find like, he goes like, I actually did research on this. It's not like I chose to not like this guy. It's just when I was making my film, I found this out and now I, this is how I'm presenting it. Like, it's not sure. like, yeah. And I feel like that's fine. Like not everyone's perfect. And I do think that if you're like a Kung Fu master or whatever uh, style of martial arts that Bruce Lee did, you would hold a grudge against American stuntmen. For sure. And like, I get it too. Like literally a stuntman's job is to do stunts. And so he was like, I want this shit to look real. So I'm going to hit the stunt guys. I'm yeah. going to fuck them up. Yeah. You know, and I get that perspective from Bruce Lee as well. So what I found interesting about that though, is Brandon Lee, his son just so happened to die while performing a stunt because somehow a live bullet got put into the gun yeah which has happened before too this wasn't the first time but it makes me think like was the stunt guys like the people helping set all this up was bruce lee kicking their ass at one point in their career and they were like you know what fuck this motherfucker we're gonna take his legacy was there a big conspiracy behind his death well yeah there was a live bullet put in the gun and he was killed on set and they never like no charges were laid it was like deemed an accidental thing but he got like shot i don't know the how you can get accidental like you shouldn't that, have sorry? there's no way that that was accidental just a prop a prop master in general should know to like there shouldn't be live bullets no. anywhere and you should be able to tell the like i don't i've never seen like bullets in real life so maybe i'm wrong and i'm speaking out of turn here but I'm yeah. sure that there must be a difference between a blank and a normal bullet. Well, like for a shotgun shell, for instance, there's just no B, no, no, like BBs inside the shotgun shell, but yeah. it still looks exactly like a real shotgun shell. I can say that. Yeah, but, but to like, me, it just seems like when you hear like Tar when I heard Tarantino speak about it, it like made me think immediately of the crow and of Brandon Lee getting killed while doing a stunt. I yeah. was like, that's kind of like fucking interesting. It's kind of so interesting. Think, you think a grudge against the father killed the son? You never know. People say that he was cursed, like the curse of the dragon. You know what I mean? Like dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Have you seen that one? No, but I, have, I apparently have a buddy that's in it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, there's like that, like a doc. Is it a doc or is it more like? Um... It's like a, um, a biography. Like, yeah, I have a buddy. He's in it apparently. He's like, he's a big karate guy and he claims to be in it. He's substantially older than us. Right. So, like, there's credibility, credibility there. <laughs> Either way, like, so that, that's just what makes me think, like, 
it's a little strange and and to watch an action movie it's like kind of a dark a really dark concept to a movie like i think dude like the crow what's that biography or what's that called again dragon the bruce lee story okay i'm gonna text him right now just so i can get confirmation on this um (laughs) yeah very cool like i like that documentary too it's like a documentary movie but um the whole brandon lee getting killed thing and like it's all very strange and like how can you refresh my memory do you know this how does how did bruce lee die oh i have no idea i can look it up for you right now if you want yeah please Um, do because wasn't it something to do with recording a movie or a stunt or a freak accident or something happened uh let's see uh so, uh, on July 20th, 1973, the actor and martial arts expert Bruce Lee dies in Hong Kong at age 32 from a, a brain edema possibly caused by a reaction to a prescription painkiller. During Lee's all-too-brief career, he became a movie star in Asia and, uh, and America. So, uh, Okay. So, yeah. Brain aneurysm-ish. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, yeah, he thought he had a curse on his family. And then the curse took his son as well, because apparently it takes all of the male Lees in his bloodline. And that was like the idea, I guess, behind it all. Uh, you think like there's got to be like a bigger conspiracy about it? Uh, I just got confirmation from my buddy. He's in Birth of the Dragon. Okay. So I don't know which one that is, but it must be newer. I haven't heard of it. Yeah, he's he's in it. Interesting. Yeah. So the crow had like two sequels as well. They yeah. weren't like nearly as powerful because you know same actor wasn't in it, and it's still mm-hmm. like okay movies, but I just love it. I love that movie, man, and it, I'm guaranteeing you it'll hold up. I must have watched that movie like fucking fifty times when I was a kid because I had the the VHS, and mm-hmm. it's just dark, but it's also like a beautiful movie. There's a lot of like the idea of the crow is like that he's a protector and a defender. So yes, yeah. worth a watch, man. You got to get on that one. If any of all these movies we talk about, if The Crow is the only one that you go back and catch up on, fucking go back and catch up on The Crow. It's a big one for me. You're going to have to send me the list of things I need to watch after. Yeah, I'll just take a picture of the fucking list that I wrote down and send it to you and you can do your thing. <laughs> so while we're on Brandon Lee, showdown in Little, Little Tokyo. No, I haven't seen that. I have seen Big Trouble in Little China. That's a good one. Showdown in Little Tokyo is like the exact... I think it's like a a deep impact Armageddon type situation where both movies came out close to each other, if I recall. Yeah. and That so happens all the time getting, in Hollywood where like yeah. similar movies happen at the same time. Like it's ridiculous how that happens. Uh, do you like, think studios plan that or do you think like one leaks it to another or do you think it's just like random... I, uh, I I don't know. Like, it, it can't be an accident. Like, it just can't be. No, that's totally fair. All right, next up, we're going back to Eddie Murphy. Nick Nolte, 48 hours. hours. Yeah, I've seen it. Okay, another 48 hours? Yeah. I love that. They're so good. Yeah. When they hit each other, like, the Eddie Murphy. Roxanne, you don't have to obnoxiously eddie murphy stuff like i love that so much yeah no uh, my dad was really big on those movies too 
And like, I just like Nick Nolte being like just a crabby fella. Like, I don't like, <laughs> like my mom really likes the movie like Prince of Tides where he, like he's like a handsome and a love interest and all that stuff. But like, I don't know, like he's such a angry, disheveled man. And like, that's how I always want to see <laughs> Nick Nolte. Yeah, it just like suits him so well. So well. I just love it. All right, sir. Easy one. I'm sure you've seen it. The Goodfellas. Oh, yeah. I've seen Goodfellas. Fucking a, lot later, a lot later than you would have expected me to, but I have seen Goodfellas. What about like, I'm, I'm not sure. I know some of them landed in the 80s, the Godfather movies. Yeah, I've seen that. In fact, Godfather was the last movie I watched with my dad. It was one of his like favorite movies. So when we knew that his like time was winding down and stuff, like we had it so he can like sit down and watch that movie with me like one last time. And it was a uh, so that one always holds something close to me. But yeah, I've seen all three of the yeah. Godfathers. That's a very personal one, then that's for sure. Yeah, I loved uh, like Goodfellas, obviously Casino, Goodfellas. You've seen Casino? Yeah. Yeah, all the old 80s mobster movies, like, yeah, they don't make that genre anymore, which is sad because they were some pretty damn good movies. Yeah, you don't see those like Italian mafia style like films anymore. And I got to say, like, I have Not a bunch of Italian friends and like, like all of them hold these movies like so dear, like. Like there's not like an Italian person I know that that, that just can't bust out like a Marlon Brando impression or uh, or just like, <laughs> or, or anything Pacino has to say or just like bust out a quote from those movies. What about you? Like um, when it comes to obscure '80s movies, action movies, like am I missing any here? Am I not? Is there any that I you like that have triggered? I'm surprised the last action hero hasn't been said. Yeah, that was like with uh, Schwarzenegger, right? Yeah, but like there's so many layers to it. So like it takes place in a world where Arnold Schwarzenegger, it's character, like you're living in that world. But then there's like a realism yeah. to it. So they, he ends up at like a blockbuster and you see a, uh, like a cutout for Terminator. But instead of Arnold, it's Stallone. And it's like there's these yeah. like little things that are just hilarious to me. Um I actually, I thought it was a garbage movie. Oh, I loved it. Like, I loved it. Really? It just, like, because to me, it was just a fun concept. Like, it's very, like, Roger Rabbit-esque. Yeah, that's totally fair. Um, I liked, uh, I can't remember the name of it right now, but, like, what are the movies with Arnold Schwarzenegger and, uh, I want to say Danny DeVito? Or Joe Pesci, one of the two. No, 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 it's Danny DeVito, and it's, there's two. So there's twins. Yeah. And I think Junior. Okay. I think it was Junior that was like pretty fucking fantastic back then. I the really day. liked twins. Twins was really yeah, good. Yeah, twins was good too. Yeah. Apparently it was like the... a, apparently we're supposed to get a sequel to that called Triplets. That's uh Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito, and Eddie Murphy. Fuck that would be good. Yeah. So I don't know how true this is, but uh you know what? I'm going to look it up right now and see where we are with it. I think that's worth checking out. Um, yeah, that would be sick. <laughs> yeah. I'd be super into that. Yeah. I like that, like, Eddie Murphy uh, recently remade, uh, what the fuck, movie? Coming to America. He did Coming to America 2 on Amazon Prime. I haven't seen the second one. I wasn't a big fan of Coming to America, to be honest with you. No. It was like, 
I liked it. Louis Anderson's in it and, you know, a couple of the cameos of a lot of the big names back in the day. I didn't like, I don't love it. It's not one of my favorite movies by any means, but I, I enjoyed it. What I like, there's like a lot of like hints to past Eddie Murphy movies. Like the two rich guys from Trading Places that end up going broke at the end of that movie. Like they're exactly. in that movie as bums. And I love Trading Places. That is a, I, like, I, I really enjoy that movie. And then like, like I watched it I with that too. I watched it with uh, my brother-in-law David a couple Christmases ago, and I always forget about uh, Dan Aykroyd going in blackface. Yeah, and you're just like, all right, like, sorry about that, man. But it's still like it's still like a really funny movie, like yeah. all together. And I do people know. like? I know, like, it's not politically correct now to do blackface. Well, it, should, it depends it on where never you been. are. Well, no, geographically, like in the States, it's not okay here. Obviously it is because like our prime minister does it and stuff. Okay, but, um, you're, you're making a lot of fucking leaves here. Like I know like that happened, but it's not politically correct here. Let's be <laughs> honest. Like, like no. the 80s and 90s were a very different time and yeah, you would do these costume bullshit. But like, like I'm very happy that I, that is a thing I never did as a kid. And, fucking rights. Yeah. So I'm you know what's great. What's crazy about like all that stuff is that like the history behind it all. I listened to a podcast where they were talking about like where it came from and how like a lot of it was just how modern like the ultimate idea of the podcast was how modern rock and roll was based off of like the people that were working in the States like in oppressed. You know what I mean? Like a mm-hmm. white guy stole what he saw some uh, black guys doing back in the day. And it was mm-hmm. very interesting to hear how like all of our music today came from these people who were being horribly oppressed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but that's what it was too. Like that blackface started in the arts because there was no way that you would hire a black person to do the acting. And then they would do these yeah. awful characters. And like, it's disgusting. Horrible. It's, like, it's disgusting yeah. to see. And I mean, obviously we've made a ton of progress, but there's still like a ways to go. But, for sure oh, like, and then just here sad. Are, and here we are two white people fucking talking about it like, it's a sad history though like and it's important to remember history so it never fucking happens again yeah you know? so like yeah it's shitty um but i guess if you had to be <laughs> winthorpe and hide yourself i guess disguising yourself as another race was the way to go in that idea but like i don't know like yeah it's a good thing that it's like left our society but I do agree with you. Trading Places is a fun movie. Yeah, it's a good Christmas movie, and like Dan Aykroyd's Fall from Grace is like one of the best ever. Like falls from grace that you get to watch in a movie. Yeah, he really went all the way, and Jamie Lee Curtis in that movie as well. Hilarious. Oh, she's amazing in that movie. Uh, yeah, Eddie Murphy's fantastic in that movie. Oh hell yeah! Uh, just everyone's just everyone's just really good in that movie like i i think it's and it's one of like the funniest movies it's, it, it sucks that you know certain bits of it do not hold up but fuck it's 88 percent of that good. movie holds up <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's definitely a classic and i if i recall jamie lee curtis has a topless scene in that and i think that was like one of the earliest uh set of boobies i ever saw as a kid yeah watching that movie yeah it's a, so. it's, a, it's a good movie it's a good movie that stands out did you ever watch uh true lies with uh, arnold schwarzenegger and jamie lee curtis i've watched it actually recently yeah. like, i've seen it before but yeah i watched it recently 
Eliza Dushku's in that movie too. She is, yeah, Eliza Dushku. I loved uh, her in that role. Yeah. It was like when I was a kid watching that movie, I was like um, related to her, like in the scenes, like as you do with kids when there's kids in action movies and shit like that, you relate yeah. to them. I didn't realize till like well after Buffy that she was in that movie, and I went back and was like, oh shit. That is yeah. her, isn't it? There, there's like these things in like early '90s action films where just ridiculous things happen, and it's acceptable. Like steals a fighter jet to hang out in downtown LA to save his kid. Like I understand <laughs> what you're doing, but you're using a jet. Yeah, that shouldn't fit in LA. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> like I feel yeah. like jets are a lot bigger than we think. Like than we're seeing, and it was just yeah. to an extreme. Also, Tom Arnold's awesome in that movie. Like, I love Tom Arnold, Tom Arnold as a sidekick. Yeah, he's a bit of a psycho, that's for sure. Yeah. What about Face Off? You ever seen that one? Of course. There's not a Nick Cage film that I probably... Like, there's a few that I still have yet to see. Like, I haven't seen Raising Arizona yet. But, like, I love a good Nick Cage film. And also, can we talk about how fantastic the acting is for, like, John Travolta to kind of be the crazy nick yeah. cage type and like pull it off is fantastic yeah it was a pretty psycho movie that's for sure yeah i like the concept of it for sure um that makes me think of broken arrow because of travolta did you see that one with christian slater uh no it's not a thing which is weird because i like both those actors and i just yeah. not a thing i've seen while we're on christian slater did you ever watch pump up the volume no what's that really I don't it's even like know. an indies 80 movie where he's like a radio host who broadcasts locally and they're like FDA FDAA or whatever is trying to shut him down. So he like has his equipment in a minivan and he's trying to like broadcast things that it's like a very eighties, like rebellious kind of movie of a teenager. Okay. Do you ever meet him at the cons? Cause I know that he was an Edmonton the same year as uh, Carrie Fisher. Uh, I don't believe he was. I, I've never met him. I never, I don't remember him being there. Oh, I, I know for a fact he was because I was working one of the flights that he was on and it was the oh. same time as Carrie Fisher. Crazy. Yeah. No, I didn't. Maybe I saw him there. I don't know. I have no recollection of that, okay. which is shitty because I would totally be like, pop up the volume. <laughs> have, you, have you ever seen True Romance with Christian Slater? Also, a very good movie. Great movie written by Quentin Tarantino. That's how he made his money to do like Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. And just like everyone in that movie is fantastic. Like Gary Oldman playing the drug dealer with dreads, just talking like the way he's talking. Like, yeah. Like, like the transformation for such a small part, amazing. Uh, Brad Pitt being the stoner buddy. Like everyone is just top notch in this thing. Like, I can't, like Dennis Hopper, uh, Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette. Like, it's stacked. It's a stacked movie. Definitely is. Um, so we're going to go a little bit different here because this is one that's like early 90s as well. It's an action movie, but it's kind of a fucked up action movie. Natural Born Killers. Yeah, I've seen that. It's it is fucked up. I, I remember be, it being hard to watch. I don't know if I finished it, to be honest with you. Really? Robert Downey Jr. Great role. You know what? I didn't finish it. Like That's with uh, Woody Harrelson and... Uh... Julia Louis, no, Juliet. Fuck is her name? Juliet Lewis. Julia Lewis, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know I started the film. I don't think I finished it. I, I, I may need to rewatch it. It's really good. It's like a messed up era 
film of like serial killers ultimately that are yeah. psychotic and it has like a I want to say that it has a Quentin Tarantino feel to it but it's not a Tarantino movie obviously yeah I just it's like a really good movie but it's like fucked up like it's sad like there's a lot it's just harshness and harshness and harshness but it's a film it's a film to be seen I'll say that okay California no with uh Mr. Brad Pitt and Juliet Lewis no I haven't seen it no you should watch that one too it's also kind of messed up but it's a good movie I think if I recall David Duchovny is in that movie as well Mr. X-Files yeah damn good movie as well okay right on I'll, i'll make note of it uh yeah so you got any more for me big guy i've i think i've run through my list here of the ones that i wanted to ask you about mainly i've stick well, into the action of course yeah well there's like a couple like i'm surprised that you haven't seen like i remember once we talked about red dawn you haven't seen red dawn yeah, I never seen Red Dawn. And then, like, I, I know that there's like there's the main ones that like never like should not even be on the list. Like, we didn't talk about Back to the Future series, which are like timeless well, '80s movies. Not action um, movies, though. Really, it's an action adventure. It's like sci-fi. He I would punches say. Biff in the face. There is a punching in the face scene. <laughs> it's action. Okay, I'll multiple give it to people. You. It's a little bit of a reach. Multiple people punch Biff in the face. <laughs> and it has like actors you don't expect to be in. like back to the future has like a young elijah wood and both yeah. and flee from the red hot chili peppers is in both second and three uh, two and three really i didn't know that part that's yeah. funny yeah i know um, like back to the future is great i left out some movies because like whether they reached into sci-fi or horror i kind of touched on some but i tried yeah. to stick action and i think this one's an early 90s and i fucking love this movie but from dusk till dawn yeah, that's great movie. Great, great movie. Fucking, yeah, great movie. It's so like Tarantino plays such a psycho in that movie. Yeah. Like, God, hearing him talk about it on the podcast that he was on, yeah. it was like cool to hear him talk about that. And then he wanted more acting roles and it just didn't pan out and blah, 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 blah. But yeah, it just, just all of that movie. I, but I also love how like, I never saw it, and it's not about what you think it's going to be about when you first watch the movie. For sure. Like, there's, like, just two brothers on the run from prison, and it's just, holy fuck. And then when you get into the mind of the Quentin Tarantino's character a little bit, and you're just like, this guy's a fucking psychopath. Like, Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. It's two different movies, for sure. Like, the first half and the back half. And Cheech Marin doesn't, like... (laughs) You know, what I'm like, does he play like five characters in that movie? I know he plays at least one. Oh, yeah. And the, the drug dealer, too, like who yeah. they're meeting up with afterwards. And yeah, the, yeah, he plays a few roles in that one. But like just fucking hilarious and so quotable. Yeah, it is pretty quotable. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's another one I dig. Um, you see, the, the, like the beauty of doing this is like you're supposed to be like showing me flicks like i don't know if there's anything that i can show you that you haven't already seen oh there's always some that you miss like red dawn for instance that's why i like i wanted to hit on all the main essentials like what we're taking away from this is i'm gonna have to recommend you to watch some of these movies clearly and that's what's gonna lead us into sean recommends here because i've selected a few out of the list now that are like the essentials others we can go back to yeah but 
you have to fucking watch these movies. So yeah. I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, like, have you ever done like any of the Jack Ryan movies? Elaborate. Like Red October, Patriot Games, Clear and Present Danger, um, Some of Old Fears. And Seen then... them all, and they're all pretty easily forgettable. Wow. <laughs> wow. See, this is where I disagree. Like, Harrison Ford's a badass in both Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger. Alec Baldwin with an all-star cast uh, on uh, Hunt for Red October. I think some of all fears is probably the one that's forgettable, most forgettable. Yeah, they're but... okay. Like Hunt for Red October was fucking boring. Dare you? I'm <laughs> <laughs> trying to like, be harsh. Like I'm surprised that there wasn't more Kurt Russell mentions. Like there wasn't one. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. Nothing comes to mind. Obviously, like Escape uh, from New, New York. York. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, was. Or Escape LA as well. Is that yeah. the sequel? Yeah. yeah. It's either Escape LA or Escape from New York. I'm not sure which one's which. Um, yeah. They were I'm, okay. Yeah. And then I'm surprised, like, well, maybe Beetlejuice is too early. Like, not an action movie. Debatable. Yeah. It, it could it could have been on a list. It's like I was thinking because, like, we talked a little bit about horror movies on one of our podcasts, and I wanted to, like, include some of those because like halloween's an action movie jason's an action movie yeah like, and i've seen also, all of those uh what about sleepaway camp one two and three no i haven't seen those are they uh worth worth my time let's just, it's like a flesh fest because it's like lots of titties in the movie so i remember it from when i was a kid <laughs> just saying yeah. there's a lot of that in the movie like it's kind of half almost like a porno but there's a slasher killer in it See, like, I like naked women as much as the next man, but I do find like nudity for the sake of nudity. It's just, let's just get like, it's not what I want out of my movie anymore. It's just like, like, <laughs> great, congratulations. But like, can we carry on with the story? Like, you know there's, what? Like, there's certain things like Game of Thrones <laughs> like had reasons for it, but also yeah. like, there's times where you just like you didn't need to have nudity, <laughs> and it's fine. What I think is like super unnecessary in movies and in TV shows now, because I'm like, I'm older and it's like, you see the love scenes, the sex scenes, and you're just like, this is like, and some of them go on for way too long. I just yeah. don't get it personally because it doesn't do anything for me. And mm. it's like really slow and drawn out and like the noises and you're just like, if you're going to do it, do it all the way. I want to yeah. see some real shit. Like, show yeah. me if you're going to sh- go there and you have to go there for that edge, then why not go all the way there? Turn it into like a full production where it's like up close and personal in your face. You know, you know what I'm saying here? Yeah. The one thing that always like bothered me, like with a sex scene in a movie is whenever the girl has her bra still on. Not that I want to see like her, like the point I'm not making is not to see her naked, but like just the realism yeah it's just gone in that moment of just for sure like she got to like that point and like like even like for a comfort thing like wouldn't you want to take it off like like that like that always like always bothers me and like like i understand that there are rules on like tv shows and like certain things but like i don't know like there are ways of covering up like there's always a sheet conveniently yeah. placed like we don't need to see everything but the the fact that the bra is still on is always like a ridiculous thing to me yeah i agree and like 
a lot of the roles and the, like the camera angles so that you're you know ensuring the safety of and like it's not only is it not like enjoyable i'm guessing to most fans it's got to be awkward as fuck for the actor and actress oh it has to be like here you are with a whole bunch of people just around you watching and you yeah. being intimate with someone that like you <laughs> probably barely know like it's got to sure. be a very awkward event on both sides like yeah on, and the direct the director is like you know what like i'd actually prefer it if when he rubs his hand through your hair that you let out a moan like not too like not too much emphasis on the moan but i want to hear like a a medium moan and you're like dude like they had to have that conversation yeah and then it's like i think i saw samuel jackson on a talk show goes and he's talking about his experience with sex scenes and he's just going like yeah, sometimes you just got to go in there and go like, I'm sorry if I get an erection and I'm sorry if I don't. Like, it's just <laughs> like, like, like it, it, it cannot like, I think, you know what you're getting into when you become an actor and like, like they go to you beforehand, but like with the script, like, look, this is going to be part of it. Like, say now, like speak now forever. Yeah. With peace. But like, like, I don't know, like, it, it's just like a weird thing because sometimes it's Sometimes it's necessary, like it will add power to a scene or something. But then there's just like, like, do you ever watch True Blood? The TV show? Yeah. On HBO? I, no, not not through the whole thing. I didn't, but I watched parts yeah. of it. Yeah, I, I didn't finish it either. But like, I always found all of their sex scenes to be unnecessary. Like that's Anna Paquin, right? That show? Yeah. 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 Like, I always found their sex scenes to be like unnecessary, like, like not all too impactful to the story. And granted, I only watched the first season, so maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Huh. But, like, I don't know. Like, it was just like, yeah, no, I get it. Like, it was- I'm okay, like, if they just get rid of it entirely. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... Maybe it's, like, filler movies, the awkwardness, all of it. Like, like you said, I never even considered the whole, like, getting wood thing that like, you were talking about, Samuel L. Jackson mentioned. Yeah. That must really be suck. Like, you... I don't know. It would just be like shitty to be in that situation because you're like you're in a room full of people. I don't know if you could though, like if there's that many people watching, unless you're into that kind of like it would just be fucking weird. I'm also curious on how actors carry on with their like lives. So here you are pretending to be someone who's in love, and then you have this intimate scene where there's like you can see passion and chemistry, and then you just gotta go back living your life of just like 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 that never happened. Yeah. Like, that, that must be like, it's got to take a toll on someone mentally, like somewhere, some way. And like, I guess, I guess it's kind of why you always hear people uh, start dating from movies. And I'm, sure. I'm assuming that's got to be the cause of just like, do you feel yeah. that? Cause I felt that. Do you want to explore this or not? Like, yeah, it, it's got to be insane well, to, to have those moments. And it's tough too. Like there's no way in hell you can tell me that every single actor and actress's partner is okay with it. Of all of the sex scenes we've seen in movies and TV shows, you cannot fucking tell me that every single one of those significant, there's got to be some of the significant others who aren't a fan of that. Either A, don't watch it, or like Mm. actually fucking take exception to it. Or like, I saw the look that you fucking gave her in that. And the guy's got, or woman has to defend themselves saying like, baby, I'm an actor or an actress. That's what like, but I'm sure that conversation has happened lots throughout time. And it's like, it's unnecessary to me. Like, I just don't need to watch that shit. I think that's why a lot of them end up dating other actors and or actresses. Cause uh, there's like a mutual understanding of this is a job, right? 
Yeah. Well, you so. watched um, the Friends reunion special, right? Yeah, I did. I watched that. Rachel and Ross pretty much said like there was a lot of real shit there. They kind of beat beat it around the bush a little bit and didn't want to like fully go into it, but yeah. they had feelings for each other. That's what we learned from that. Yeah, and uh, like that's crazy to me. But then, but you also saw like I think that's why the Ross and Rachel relationship was so powerful to a lot yeah. of people it because felt it. like like you can feel it. But and then there's the other brain. times where you can feel a relationship and like the actors fucking hated each other. Like, it, you know, it, it's it, a weird one for me. Did you ever watch Dexter, the TV show? Yeah. That's so weird. I that never finished his... it. I think I'm two seasons behind. I watched it. It's like... so weird that uh, Dexter and his sister were married throughout the first like three or four seasons in real life. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a weird, like, I didn't know until after I was like deep into the series. And then I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. That's pretty fucking weird. Are you but excited for that to come back? I would watch the shit out of it. I liked it. A lot of people really like spoiler alert. A lot of people really hated the ending. Like, yeah, I despised it, but yeah. it didn't bother me. Yeah. But you don't tend to like any ending is what I'm learning about you. I said it didn't bother me. I like oh, it, it didn't bother you. No, no, no. Oh, that's. I was like, what the fuck, Tom? What are you talking about, man? I like no. a lot of fucking endings. I don't know. The, most of the discussions we have end up, uh, yeah, but I, I didn't care for the ending. Like what? I'd like an example, please. Well, how I met your mother, Buffy. That sucked. Buffy uh, was great. You, oh, I have you on recording saying you did not like the ending of Buffy. I'd like to hear that played back, please. Okay, I'll, I'll have to go through some of the previous episodes, but you did say it. We'll talk about this in a later podcast, yeah. and I'll be like, you're a fucking liar, Sean! <laughs> <laughs> No, I liked it. I, yeah. I mean, like, I don't like it when things end sometimes. For the record, like, one of my favorite Star Treks, as you know, Deep Space Nine, I fucking hated the ending for years. And then I aged and I got a little bit older and I started to like the ending. So opinions change and evolve as well. Well, that's what being a person is. If you don't change your mind on certain things, then I don't think you're growing as a person. 100%. Yeah. So, there, like, I think that's why you can... Like that, that's just proving growth. Like, I love it. Well, you said this. Yeah. Like five years ago, like yeah. now I feel like this way about it. It's called growing. Like, a, For like sure. something happened, I, made me change my mind. Happens all the time. I find that funny with like, you know, us looking back at the 80s movies and seeing how, how movies hold up and how others don't. You yeah. know what I mean? Like at the time, some movies come out, they're so fucking good and, and they just can't hold up. But then some can last forever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and it it's yeah, it's uh especially ones like you beloved, and then now with like how the world's going, like we were talking yeah. about like trading places, like I loved that movie, but now I I cringe sometimes when I watch it because you're just like Yeah. It's certainly but, not politically but then, correct. Like, and then you please. also wonder whose idea was to have them do that like do you think that they went like listen eddie this is what we're thinking can we get your take on it before we go ahead and do it you know and what i mean honestly though too like if you look at eddie murphy in a lot of his movies he dresses up as other characters he's dressed up as white people in his movies yeah I but think... we're not an oppressed group no we're i'm not, not saying no i'm not said i'm just saying like it wouldn't shock me to find out that Eddie Murphy was like wanting, wanted Dan Aykroyd to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wouldn't shock me because he likes to, he, like he dresses up as many different characters in his movies. Yeah. So we'll never know the story behind that, yeah. but it's good that we're like evolving in that way where we're also taking just... our talking to like, 
like we've let like a lot of things like we look a lot uh, look the other way on a lot of things and now we're now we're in a time where where we as a as a people got to be like that's not fucking cool yeah and like like correct this like correct yeah. it so oh for sure and i'm, I'm happy about it. it it's just like it's growth but yeah yeah no i agree 100 percent. and like nobody ever wants to be someone who makes someone else feel like super shitty and some people probably didn't even realize what they were doing like would be so hurtful and then yeah. when you, you have it presented to you in a way you're like oh fuck yeah like whoa whoa i'm yeah. always like open to criticism if ever i say anything even on the podcast where like someone brings it up later like man maybe you shouldn't have, like I'd want to know, you know what I mean? And that's yeah. part of growing and change is the only constant life. So Yeah, like I'm okay with mistakes, but we'll, like learn from them. Like everyone yeah. makes them. No one is perfect. But also when you do fuck up, learn from it. Be better from it. 100%. Yeah. 100%, sir. I fucking like talking about these 80s movies. It makes me want to yeah. go on an 80s movie marathon. Well, I, like, I, I think that's what I'm going to be doing when I get some downtime. I think I'll for sure like deep dive well let's uh get into the sean recommends then because i'm gonna make you watch some of these movies specifically number one i didn't think number one would be number one but number one is number one you gotta watch the crow man you gotta yeah. watch that fucking movie it's so good it's super important you have to watch it next up blood sport I had to think about that. It was between Cobra and Bloodsport. Cobra is number three. Bloodsport's number two. I'm just going to give you three for now. We'll talk about the list. Obviously, uh, you can catch up on any of the other ones we discussed, but I think you need to watch it. And if any of our viewers or listeners rather have not watched The Crow, fucking give it a watch. Email us your thoughts on that movie because yeah. it's damn good. And if we're missing any, if I'm missing any and Tom's missing any movies like that I've listed out here and any of our listeners think, guys, come on, you should have watched this. Oh, send us another, an email. Yeah. I also had like another, like the young guns, like movies. You ever see those? Yeah. Great cowboy movies. You Great cowboy movies. Tombstone, so, obviously another one Tombstone, we've both talked about. Fucking fantastic. Hard as hell. Unforgivable or unforgivable. Yeah, I'll be a huckleberry spinning the cup on his finger and shit. Yeah, that's a great fucking like the fact that he wasn't even nominated for an Oscar for that movie. Like, this is where I like I lose all hopes for like these award ceremonies because like I see a performance like what Val Kilmer gave us in Tombstone, and it just what we're just gonna ignore this because it's a Kurt Russell film. Like, I don't know. Uh, he was fantastic everyone's fantastic like you're gonna do something and just stand there and bleed like i love that movie it was a very so good movie. yeah i like the old cowboy movies there's so many good ones of those too yeah so like there's a bunch of that um also i wanted to ask you i this can go for a question of the, like my question of the week or whatever but like with your love of all of these 80s movies and 80s actors how do you feel about the expendables trilogy um they were it's a good action movie um yeah. i haven't like i've fallen off the rails a little bit with action movies in the like 2010s 2020s um i watched the first one it was good i had no problems with it having like an uh, amalgamation to me it's like i know there's two more and i will watch them the, one day the, the second one's actually really worth watching because yeah. i think that's the one with uh uh your, your buddy jean-claude van damme yeah, and he's he's the villain of the movie, and his literal name is Vil Ain. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. 
and I love it. That's pretty awesome. And then like there's a scene, like I don't want to spoil it for you, but I gotta talk yeah. about it. It's so yeah. fucking funny where there's like a scene where Bruce Willis and uh Arnold Schwarzenegger are like under fire, and then Arnold Schwarzenegger is like, I'll be back. And Bruce was like, You always say that, you always say I'll be back. You know what? Screw you, you stay here, I'll be back. And then he runs off and then he shakes his head and goes, Yippee Kaye. Like it's fucking amazing. Like, you just, <laughs> like, like they're not like good quality movies like i mean like <laughs> like for like for what it is but they're throwbacks right th- like they're just like they're so cheesy and campy and i can't help but enjoy it that's funny yeah one thing i'll say because you just reminded me of this you know why jean-claude van damme was probably one of my favorites as a kid because you like high kicks no because he gave every single child in the 80s the authority to swear Jean-Claude Van Damme. You could <laughs> man, that was like such a big thing. You weren't such allowed to like a corny joke. I wasn't allowed <laughs> to swear when I was a kid, but I loved Jean-Claude Van Damme. Because I could say that every single time. And my parents couldn't do shit because I was like, hey, hey, that's his name. This is like six-year-old Sean negotiating. Like, I didn't say damn. I said Jean-Claude Van Damme. There's a big difference. <laughs> It's so campy and cheesy. I love it. It's like when you learn the French word for seal. You know what that is? No. It's fuck. Oh, nice. Good to know. F- uh, P-H-O-Q-U-E. Fuck. <laughs> and like when I, but I learned that in like the first grade and we just had a fucking time with that. I remember driving with my dad one time. He was like, you know, shit or whatever. I think we were in Toronto and he was driving in like heavy traffic and yeah. I was like just learning like the alphabet and sounding out words and all that kind of thing. And so I was like, like sitting <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. So I was sitting in the back seat, like Shh, it, Shh, it. And I'm like, do you spell shit? S H I T. And I was so fucking proud of myself. My parents were both like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> I couldn't really like go there, but I was so like, I learned how to spell shit. And I, I was like maybe five years old. And I still remember that very vividly, the time that I sounded it out and learned how to say shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good memory. Yeah. And but but like I remember like watching like a lot of these movies like with my dad. And then you like you kind of have to like accept like you're not supposed to like use this language and all that yeah. stuff. But my parents never like hid me from foul language. I think they had no. like the George Carlin uh like like mindset of that they're just kind of words and stuff like yeah but like also if you're around it kind of takes away the power from it like like if you say shit all the time it doesn't really mean anything anymore like it's not like it's used so casually and now like shit's an uh, like an acceptable word on television now oh yeah it's funny like you and me have talked about it lots because we're pretty honest people you know, and we just let words come out of us. We don't intend our words to be hurtful. We just use the words that seem appropriate for a time, which leads us into swearing often. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like not meant to be heard, but we forget, like I forget sometimes there's other people that that's not normal to. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of like people, my peers, it's normal, but there's a lot of other people out there who don't find that quite as normal. Yeah. Normal. Like I, like my grandfather's called me out on it a bunch of times and just like you swear a lot. I go, I know, I just yeah, I don't know why I do. It's just the moment it became okay, 
I abused it, and now it's just how I talk. Like, it, like sure. I can, like, I can tone around, like, around kids and stuff. Like, I, like, I have friends that have kids. I, I, I coach yeah. youth football and youth hockey, and like, I know when to rein it in. But like, I love, I love the the power of description when you get with swearing. Like, to go, like, did you love that movie? I know I fucking loved it. Like that. 100% just gives it a little extra pepper and zip and hot sauce on it that just like shows your enthusiasm or like exactly. when you're upset of just like well I thought this well I don't give a shit what you thought like <laughs> like it's like, power yeah and it, it just is. sounds good and it flows and and they're know. really fun to say like like just the fuck like that oh yeah that fuck. that that yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's just shit yeah it, yeah it, it, it's all fucking fun yeah, but I do find <laughs> if you, but if you say it all the time, it kind of like does take away the power of those words. So I find that if like it was about a, an everyday conversation that someone that knows that they, they would probably not want to swear, they'll probably want to go another route, which is why I also try to like expand my uh, vocabulary quite a bit with like other fun words and all that because so, words are fun. Yeah. Words yeah. are fun. I like to be a wordsmith as well, yeah. which I like to refer to as being a wordsmith. Not how I would have described you or I just yet, but I think we're well on our way. Oh, yeah. I have my moments. Yeah. Once in a while. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, I think that like there's clearly some room for like improvement for like my movie watching skills. But the, you got to keep in mind, like, the, again, these movies came out in the 80s. Oh, yeah. And, I'm and, forgiving of you. Yeah. But I will get like I now like now the benefit of time. But like you, when I actually admitted that I didn't see um, oh Sam Mel Gibson when you made me Braveheart. Watch. Yeah, when I admitted to not watching Braveheart, like you weren't the only one that was shocked with me. Yeah, and very like, true. But like I'm also I like I was more like an '80s comedy guy. Like yeah, like like, like I grew up on like Bill Murray movies. I grew up on like uh like stripes ghostbusters uh or uh caddyshack and then like the occasional chevy chase films like fletch and fletch too like the, these are the my like I, I think i run the gamut of more of like a uh, a comedy upbringing than i yeah. do uh, the action film like yeah there's action films i absolutely love like i can throw on probably any james bond film and be able to enjoy it regardless of the era yeah and they're always then, good movies and then, like, I can throw on, like, but I also grew up watching, like, uh, Great Escape or, uh, you know, uh, The Sting or things like that. Because, like, my dad liked those movies. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so I think, like, there was a little bit of a disconnect on certain action films. Like, I know he introduced me to Terminator and a few, like, other, like, a, a few of those, like, other movies. Yeah. And he introduced me to like Back to the Future and Star Wars and like all these like iconic films. But if it wasn't for him caring, like, I don't think I would have gotten there. Like I had to go to other people to find out other films, which is why I love about having you now is that now you're going to show me like, no, 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 you really need to watch The Crow or no, 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 you really got to get into Bloodsport. And even if, sure. like if I like it or don't like it, that's a different conversation. But like at least you can go like, here's something that you're missing if you haven't seen this. And I, yeah. and I think that's dope. Like as a, like, you know, the, you're doing the older cousin role. Yeah. 
which is bitching and like it feels good to me too to get to share these things with you and be like man you gotta check this shit like you're you're missing you're missing this yeah and it's unfortunately we didn't have this like when you were like 17 and i was 12 kind of thing oh yeah but like there's like but like whenever someone gives me a movie recommendation i tend to take it to heart like sparky is the one that introduced me to uh true romance and the professional and like these other like like artsy action films is what i'm gonna call them like and i can have those conversations with him because he's more like he's very eclectic and he he sees like art and stuff whereas like no i'll have like a conversation with you and you're gonna recommend blood sport and then i'm gonna have a conversation with uh when i dated bailey she'd like to go like you haven't seen all the friday and 13th well guess what motherfucker we're watching all eight of them like it yeah and then like and i'm down because like these are new experiences i haven't had like uh like even like uh, another movie that i'm surprised you didn't bring up have you seen gi jane oh yeah i owned that on vhs yeah. that was a that, solid flick it's a solid flick but i actually two, saw that in the theater there's two scenes where i died of laughter <laughs> like literally couldn't had to pause the movie i was on the floor laughing and there's like a, a, to me an iconic scene where she's telling her like husband or boyfriend in the bathtub that she's going to go off and be a Marine and he's having none of it. And he gets out of the tub and she grabs him and she goes, you get your dick back in here. I fucking died. I thought it was one of the funniest lines in a movie I have ever heard in my life. I don't even remember that line. It's been a lot of years yeah. since I watched that movie. And, and then the other line where she's talking to the general and, she, and he goes like, did you just have a brain fart? Well, I take it personally when people fart in my office. I never had to pause the movie and laugh at this because it's so ridiculous. But the movie itself is fucking powerful and badass. Like uh, Demi Moore is a badass in this flick. Just a champ. And Viggo Mortensen was like a necessary evil. Like he wasn't a bad guy, but he had to prove a point. For you sure. know what I mean? Like you he know had to show her what her worst case scenario was and i get like the acting and like like it's dark but it's necessary like i i i really dug those flicks yeah they're pretty fucking good one thing that like is missing from the world and i think that should be made now to reinsert back into history that we could fix the timeline we need to like make a bunch of action 80s action movies but with female leads see this is where i disagree because like we did some of them would be fucking badass to see is all i like like, i also i'm not mad at like an original fucking take like uh like like let's look at what happened with ghostbusters i think the mindset going into that of just why are you taking something that's already perfect why why are we doing oh yeah i agree with you 100 percent. there i'm not talking about remaking i'm just saying like women at the time there was female cops but there wasn't a lot like today's world has a lot more badass women out there that are real cops yeah and that story should be told at some point i think but i think we are getting that but like look at the last like decade or like probably the last two decades i think we're seeing a lot more of that from like the remake of the charlie's angels uh, yeah. like we got badass like like some really like the who's who of hollywood actresses but playing badasses uh we uh we got like kill bill volumes one and two like i don't think that there's a, like a tarantino i do love film. that and like there is a lot of but i want like the nick nolte cop 
who's like fucking on the end of her string and is I want to see that movie too. Have you seen the no- heat? Uh the comedy. Yeah, but it's Melissa like McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy, Sandra Bullock, because that's essentially no. that's essentially that what pretty you're much is describing. It? Okay, I'll give it a watch. It'll like, fill my hole, yeah, maybe. And that and that's a cool movie. Like I do think we're getting there with but I, I prefer it to be original. So when you're saying like I want to see like 80s remakes with like female leads. I no, no, I, I don't mean 80s remakes. I mean taking the mold and just making the movie with female leads. Then that I'm a hundred percent on board. Yeah, for. I don't like, want to remake like that's the fucking story's been told. Give me a new story, yeah. but with that mold. Yeah. with modern day like how the world is now where yeah. it is anybody can fucking be a cop man or woman and what was that charlie's theron uh, like assassin movie atomic blonde that movie was fucking pimp never that saw movie, it yeah well get, maybe you're the problem here maybe you're just not seeing these movies that's man. possible hey and that's where you gotta come in thomas because i'm yeah. not as up to date you're young yeah. you're fucking with the times that's where you come back to me and say Hey, have you seen that? I'm telling you about all this new shit. You are old shit. You got to bring the new shit to me. You're yeah. the young guy who's still in touch with society. I'm well, a fucking old ass man. Okay. Like there's like five years between us. man. <laughs> you have the same like reach that I do with new films. You just got to see different. a trailer. There's a bit of a de- generational gap for sure. Five years yeah. is half a decade. I think you're just trying to avoid responsibility, but that's fine. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to put some onus on you. You gotta fucking keep your old ass cousin up to date. Like yeah, I'm fucking fade, fading out of what's current. <laughs> yeah, but there like there's some badasses. I I really recommend you watch uh, 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 Gunpowder Milkshake on Netflix. Like it is a badass flick. Like it is like if you want like you want to see these female action films, they exist, and a lot of them are amazing. Even well, when you fucking enlighten me. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, like, <laughs> even like a, like a flick like John Wick, which I know you probably haven't seen yet, and I mentioned it a few episodes ago because you're afraid of the dog killing scene. But there I'm not are... afraid of it. I just think it's unnecessary. Why go oh, there? Kill no, his no, no, fucking no. wife or his I'm, kids or something. I'm sorry. I don't want to see you kill his dog. No, no, no. You, you watch the movie, you're going to realize it's necessary for the story because when that happens, it fucking takes off. But there are badass women in this assassin world that it like and so like i know that like they're not like the main character but like what we're seeing is just a very cool slow build for things that are on the rise and i am here for it and you know me like i love like a strong female lead like like i love like buffy the vampire slayer and like i love like voyager like i know that these are like old examples but it's like the rare sighting of the woman is in charge and fuck is she a badass like i remember like my favorite scene in buffy is when she quits the watchers and they and then that was badass or or, or like where she kind of gets giles reinstated and she just like tears them apart like yeah there's so much of that like a strong female lead like i was missing having a strong female role model so like to me captain janeway Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like like some of these roles, they like I I really look towards them, you know, and I like admired them and um, held them up on a pedestal in a lot of ways because it was what was missing from my life when I was watching it. Yeah, it was inspiring to me. And like, I still quote Buffy all the fucking time and Janeway, too, because they were a role model to me in ways by being like seeing what a strong leader of a woman was supposed to look like 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I missed a lot of that in my early life. Yeah. And like that scene I was talking about in Buffy where she goes like, you guys are out of the game right now. I don't need you. You guys need me. So if you want to be on board, this is what needs to happen. And she just like bosses, just bosses these like, like bookworms around like they like these guys that think they're elite because they're part of the council, but really they don't mean shit. No, they're and much it, old ass men and she's yeah. the powerful one. And then like we got to see like the growth of like uh like Leah Organa, like Princess Leia. Yeah. She's like probably I'm not I don't know if she's like the first, but she was like she was never a damsel in distress. Like, yeah, they may have had to rescue her, but the moment she pulls the gun out of Luke Skywalker's hands, like she probably could have got out of there on her fucking own. <laughs> like she like like the, these are some just badass characters and I, I want more of them. And especially with now that we're going to be seeing uh, in the Marvel universe, a lot more of these like female heroes are coming in. Yeah. Like the Miss Marvel or like, we're going to see the, the Marvels, which is three Captain different. Marvel was awesome. Yeah. Captain Marvel was awesome. But like now there's three different um, versions, like similarly named that have the ability to have it. So like there's Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and then whoever, uh, uh, Veronica Rambeau is that uh, the girl from WandaVision yes yeah whoever hero she turns out to be because like she had like three names in the comic yeah. book so I'm not sure which route they're gonna go it might be Proton but whatever she's part of that Marvel family so yeah. I'm like I'm excited to see where that's going we're getting a She-Hulk we're getting uh, uh, an Ironheart with his uh, Riri Williams version of Iron Man like, like I am so down for what's coming our way and then with the X-Men that's coming out, like what, what breaks my heart about Chadwick Boseman's death is that we're not going to see that romance story between Storm and Black Panther because yeah. she ends up being queen of Wakanda at one point. Yeah, I remember and, that too. And, and like, we're not going to see it. And it's unfortunate. Um, I mean, God bless Chadwick Boseman. Like what a career, what a legacy. Uh, and like, I know what, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm being very selfish in this when I'm saying like, it sucks that we won't see it, but like, I want to see that badass storyline of, especially now that the X-Men are entering the MCU and now we can kind of build, like there's a bunch of stuff that's on the way where some great female characters are going to lead, like they're going to kind of pave the way for the MCU going forward. And Definitely. I cannot wait. Super cool. Super cool. Yeah. So like, there's a bunch of shit on the way. And I think that there's always been a slow build because you even look at like, like you were talking about Terminator before. Now Terminator is a cool movie, but you and I both agree that Judgment Day is the superior of all the Terminator movies. Like the second Terminator. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Sarah Connor being a fucking badass. Yeah. hundred percent. So like, I want to see like what you're saying of like the eighties, uh, like 80s movie style things for female leads but i like let's not ignore the ones that we do have and show oh yeah there was some right? gems out there for sure you make yeah. very valid points my man yeah so like well yeah. sir you think this wraps up our talk i think that 80s? wraps up our fucking yeah. 80s action movie talk for now i feel good about it i feel yeah. i'm glad i got out some of these fucking things and i'm glad that I can't wait. Like we're gonna have to do '80s part two, where you tell me what the fuck you thought of the crow and bloodsport and yeah. uh, cobra, but and maybe make a list of your own of shit that I probably missed or am currently yeah. missing. I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, yeah, but see, another thing is, 
you and I are so weirdly similar. I, I remember when I gave you my list of movies that have you seen these and you got like 98% of them. Yeah, but you kind of gave me a vanilla list. Uh, you're probably right. I did. Flavorless, like no fucking. I was like, yeah, everyone's seen those, Thomas. Wow. So we're just going to end the show <laughs> with you just shitting on me like that. All right. That's, no, that's fine, Sean. That's absolutely fine. I'll take I'll take vanilla the is my favorite flavor of ice cream. So don't feel bad. Yeah. I always had you pegged as a rum raisin kind of guy. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> So that's two sides of the story this week. Uh, I'm Tom Sides, and this has been one side of the story. I'm Sean Sides, and this has been another side of the story. Hey, man, you didn't screw it up this week. I'm very impressed with you. I've been fucking planning for the last 24 hours, prepping myself. This has been Sean Sides. (laughs) He's in the mirror. Anyway, that's been the show this week. Have a good (laughs) week, everybody. Live long and prosper, everyone. Sides of the story. Sides of the story. Two sides of the story. With Tom and Sean. Thanks for listening to Two Sides of the Story. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram at Two Sides of the Story. On TikTok at Two Sides of the Story Pod. And if you want to send us an email, send it to two sides of the story pod. That's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com.